the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Welcome back to the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast, the show that distills a mountain of information into a practical weekly wedding planning digest. Today, our topic is taking us beyond the wedding day itself into the tricky post-wedding period. This episode is actually a direct response to the many readers and listeners who've told us that they struggled to fill the gap after their vows had been exchanged and the confetti had been thrown. It's very common to feel a little bit down in the aftermath of your wedding, which is why we wanted to devote a whole episode to the subject. Over the next half hour or so, we'll give you some useful tips and tools for how to deal with post-wedding blues and hopefully help you get excited for the next phase that life brings. Yeah, I think it's really natural to feel a bit lost after the wedding because it is such a unique time in your life when Mm. you put together engagement wedding planning wedding and potentially honeymoon tacked on at the end it's a lot going on to then suddenly be propelled back into ordinary life and it's a big distraction so like Mm. if you're not loving your job or if you have other things going on it's a really nice thing to have in your life so going back to reality after that can be really tricky and also I think just the anticipation of a wedding day it's so exciting and there's so much build up for so long depending on how long your engagement is that for it to just come out the other side and to not have something to look forward to is tough. Yeah, yeah. So this episode is really to say your feelings are valid. Yes. This is very common. It's a thing that happens. And there are a few little things you can do to hopefully make the post-wedding period a little bit sweeter. One Fab Day Expert Wedding Tips. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast is all about sharing knowledge that will hopefully make your planning process run smoothly. And one way we do this is by offering a weekly nugget of advice, something we feel that most, if not all, engaged couples could benefit from hearing. Claire, you've chosen today's tip, am I right? I have. It's a good one. Okay, lay it on me. This applies to every bride who's wearing any kind of wedding dress, and it is make a pee plan. Okay, now you might think that peeing in your wedding dress is straightforward. You might think it, but it's not. So much so that we have a whole post on the side about this. So I won't go into the details for every kind of wedding dress. You do in the post though. I do. It involves Ikea bags, sheepies, having a friend on standby. You're going to have to explain what a sheepie is. Oh. People don't know. um, It's a... uh, Bottle? Bottle slash... Um, Apparatus. Yes. That you use to pee. What do you call it? Like a filter. Like a funnel? Funnel, that's the word. A pee funnel. Pee funnel for ladies. (laughs) Bride bride stuff's glamorous, basically. It really is. Um, And so, yeah, in the feature, we go through all the different things. Your options. But the crux of it is when you have your wedding dress on, and particularly when you have your wedding underwear and your wedding dress on, have a think about it. Work out how movable it is. Feel fit in a cubicle, first of all. Yeah. If you can sit comfortably with the dress hiked, if you're able to hike the dress, if there's a hundred buttons in the back. If you need assistance, you might need yes. to nominate a bridesmaid, your pee pal. Yeah, the lucky gal. You'll never look at each other the same way again, but it'll be a new realm of friendship for you. <laughs> I think the having the plan is the most important thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just that on the day, you're not standing there with a full bladder, spanks and a giant dress on and wondering how you're going to make this work. Yeah, it probably won't affect the wedding dress you choose, but it might affect the underwear you go for. Yes. Because you'll find that some underwear dress combos are just, they're not compatible for no. peeing. And if you're having a festively type wedding that literally has portaloos, <laughs> that ain't going to fly. No. So yeah, make a pee plan is my top tip of the week. I love it. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast.
This week we're tackling the very real phenomenon of post-wedding comedown, also known as post-wedding blues. Many couples report feeling sad, lonely and a little directionless after their big day, so we wanted to offer some advice on how to manage this potentially tricky transition. In our episode on wedding planning anxiety, we spoke to psychotherapist Stella O'Malley about how to know when it's time to speak to a counsellor. And if you haven't already, you should definitely, definitely give that one a listen. It's important to say upfront that if at any point during the post-wedding period your feelings become overwhelming, it's time to pay your GP, counsellor or a psychotherapist a visit. But in most cases, you'll find that you'll actually benefit from following our tried and tested tips. Yeah, I think for most people, it's more of a phase phase. and an adjustment period. So I think it's crucial to just be able to anticipate your feelings and go with them. I think the most important thing is to know that post-wedding come down is a thing Mm. and it exists because the worst you tend to feel is when you're like I'm the only person in the world who's ever felt like this yeah so knowing that a lot of couples experience it knowing that it's real and that there are loads of people online googling this (laughs) every day yeah I feel lost after my wedding has ended Mm. how can I you know pick myself up and give myself a boost after my wedding has ended that's a big part of it yeah and I think if you're able to prep for that so that if you're on the other side and you're still planning your wedding that maybe you have a delayed honeymoon or that you make sure that you have something nice maybe each month for a couple of months after your wedding just so that there's not this kind of brick wall on the other side. Yeah I would say oh maybe more than even 50% of couples these days strategically plan a honeymoon for like a good bit after the wedding has ended. Now part of that is because you're really tired you don't want to go on a long haul journey maybe two days later or whatever but part of it is because it kind of spreads out the fun a bit and it means that you don't just go from everything fun in your life happening to suddenly nothing on the cart. and I think as well it's good to keep in mind that there are some wedding related highs after the wedding too like you get your photographs yeah maybe six weeks after two months after and then you might get your video and You've got anniversaries and there are nice things. And you're married. (laughs) That's lovely too. Um, You said I do to the person you love. Yes. And it's important as well to remember that it happened and it was amazing. And you Mm. had this great day. I remember after my wedding, I was relieved that it had gone well. And that was my overriding emotion was just like relief and pure joy that I'd had this great day with all these people. So obviously not everyone will feel that way. But it's nice to kind of keep that in mind, too, that you have this exciting new phase. Yeah, I do find that if you're ever in like a down period to like remind yourself that you have reasons to be grateful Mm. does help. So to do things like even before you get your photos back, look back at the photos that your pals have sent you from the day or whatever and be like, God, okay, isn't it brilliant that we had that day and everything went as I wanted it to and uh, I married the person I love and everything went well. Have a read through your cards as well or your guest book because it's literally just pages and pages of people telling you how great you are and how much they love you. Yeah, so it sounds counterintuitive but sometimes that can give you a boost actually. One of my number one tips for this is like cut yourself some slack. Mm. Like I think when people hear post-wedding blues like I'm sure if you know, I was on radio talking about this or if someone was ringing me up to write an article about it, they would be doing it with a bit of a cynical slant on like... Yeah, there'd be some nasty texts about how brides are bratty. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like just because everyone's not looking at you, you're (laughs) devastated. But really when you analyse it, 
it totally makes sense that mm. you would have a bit of a downswing after your wedding. First of all, engagements are like nonstop fun factories. Yeah. There is just like parties upon parties and well wishes all the time. While you're engaged and planning your wedding, you'll have so much tension from your friends and family. Like yeah. it's just a great excuse for them to contact you. So they will probably be getting in touch twice as much as they normally would. And people just generally treat you a bit more special. Yeah. Like people on, you know, in shops or like in bridal boutiques or yeah. when you go for a lunch around your wedding or everything like that. Venue staff, your work colleagues, everyone just yeah. treats you like... You're a, a celeb. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's making a fuss of you. You're way more likely to treat yourself mm-hmm. as well. And you're spending loads of time with your partner on planning. Now, some of that you could argue is a bit stressful, but you're definitely having dedicated time with your partner. So then, and obviously the honeymoon then, depending on when that is, that could be a whole other, it could be the best holiday you've ever been on in mm. your life. So like this is a lot of very exciting things, one after another. And then if you go straight back into everyday life where you're just like, getting up early to go to the gym and going to a job that you weren't really that arsed about before. Yeah. Like it is a shock to the system. So basically acknowledging that it's a thing and not having anyone tell you it's not is important, I think. I think as well, people put a lot of other areas of their life on hold while they're planning a wedding. So they might be happy to stay in a job they don't love Mm. or they might have kind of put something else that's happening out of their mind. So returning to that can be a bit of a come down too. Yeah, you might find if you have pals who are married around the same time as you, they might be feeling the same thing. Like, obviously, it won't be very helpful to talk to them if they're like, oh, I'm so glad that wedding is over. (laughs) Um, But if they are feeling the same, it might be helpful to talk to them about Mm. it. Um, Set up a post-wedding come down WhatsApp group, perhaps. Yes. Uh, And another thing to remember is that it will pass like 99% of the time. These feelings will hang around for a while, especially, I think, the first sort of three to six months. Yeah. But generally, something else will come into your life um, that will kind of fill you up with energy again yeah. so don't feel like this is it forever and there's nothing else ever exciting going to happen in your life because yes. that just ain't true it's a nice idea to maybe dive headfirst into all the post wedding admin bits as dull as they might seem they might actually kind of get you through the initial come down so things like sending off your thank you cards changing yeah. your name getting your dress laundered or your and your suit or any outfits yeah um sorting out your wedding album you know following up on any vendors that you need to follow up with after the day yes putting your gifts away or deciding where to put them if you got stuff for the house all that stuff um I just think well number one you might never do it if you don't do (laughs) it right away um I know a lot of people whose wedding dresses are crumpled up in the bottom of a garment bag in their wardrobe yeah with years later red wine and dance floor crud (laughs) dance floor crud on the hem (laughs) but also I think it just might get a bit guilt inducing if you have all of that wed men left you know six months later you're just going to feel stressed about it if you procrastinate on that stuff so that's something I would definitely recommend getting on from sort of week two post-wedding another great tip is to set a new goal or take up something new in your life yeah yeah so the caveat I would say with this one is whatever you decide to take on as your new goal to make it a fun one Mm. so obviously I know that like for a lot of people after they get married they might be thinking about something like starting a family having babies buying a house, changing job, changing career, like big, big, big changes. Yeah. And of course, those changes will probably happen at some point. But I think 
up front what's important is to have a smaller more achievable more fun goal so like try a new hobby that you've been wanting to try or learn a language or um like do a run that you have had in mind that you were kind of putting off yeah take up a new class or um even put some of the skills that you developed during your diy phase of the wedding planning Mm. to work on some like crafty bits do something creative yes definitely worth taking on something that's achievable and that's for your own enjoyment and it's not you know a big weighty um project yeah something low pressure that kind of allows you to have something to do in the evenings if you're feeling at a bit of a loose end Mm. but also zero commitment if you decide oh you know what I just want a few months off yeah because actually you'll probably be more tired than you expect Mm. when you're post-wedding post-honeymoon because it's been a lot of energy that's been spent on that period whether it was six months or 18 months or whatever yeah so it's good not to take on too much I don't think I think it's also really important to start your marriage on a good foot, spend time with your partner that's non-wedding related and just really enjoy that phase together. Let's not forget that you have a marriage now. (laughs) That's the whole point of this thing. I have heard a couple of people say that they kind of realised unintentionally after they'd been married that they weren't really spending time together with Mm. their partner as much because it had just been decided for them for the previous few months like yeah well every Monday Wednesday Friday we're doing wedding stuff and obviously on this day we have this appointment Um, and then suddenly when you have a big calendar that's sort of empty you might find yourselves drifting a bit so I think it's a really good idea to make a plan for regular weekly I would advocate day nights yeah even if they're like very cheap and cheerful like going for a walk or having a movie night in or something like that just to make sure that you're getting the quality time that you have been getting recently yeah I find as well it happens obviously a lot less now because couples have been together longer or they've lived together before Mm. they get married and they tend to be a bit older these days getting married but there is still an adjustment period at the start particularly if you haven't been together a very long time or if you haven't lived together yeah just getting used to each other and getting used to a new dynamic sometimes your families even might treat you slightly differently now that you're married definitely and so it's important to acknowledge that too with your partner and to realize you're in this time together it's not you on your own and just kind of talk about that a lot and yeah keep it in mind yeah there definitely will be some family member who suddenly decides that because you're an in-law now that they can call you every five minutes or whatever so <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of there are changes that you might not expect if you have been yeah. together for 10 years that you might not be predicting but definitely it's important to nurture the relationship because that's the reason you got married in the first place exactly similarly i would say making time to stay connected to your friends and family is yeah. really important let them know that nothing major has changed in those relationships and yeah. that you're still there for them Yeah, I can see why this naturally happens to a lot of couples where like your mom or dad, for example, might have loads of excuses to be ringing you all the time up up until the wedding because they want to ask you questions about the wedding and accommodation and some aunt who needs something or other Um, and then suddenly that might stop because they don't have a natural excuse to chat to you. Same with friends. Mm. I feel like they might be great in the run up to the wedding, like helping you hype up um, 
that period and also if they're in the wedding party they'll feel like it's my duty to get them excited about their wedding they'll be very yeah. attentive in that period but then they often feel like oh we should leave them alone they're newlyweds yes. they need some alone time when really all you want to do is still be social yeah it's like that episode of Sex and the City where she goes on her honeymoon and she's like why am I supposed to just go away to this cabin for a week <laughs> I just want to be normal act like a real person and talk to my friends and everyone's like sorry I won't ring you I won't ring you you're on your honeymoon yeah, so that period very special status to couples when they're on honeymoon I would never ever text a friend on honeymoon no and they probably wouldn't mind no. you know if you sent them like something you thought we were kind of bored funny. by like halfway through week two on a beach in Belize it's like will we talk to our friends now <laughs> we've looked in each other's eyes for 72 hours straight um, is there anything left to do no okay uh, but that can extend throughout the like quote unquote honeymoon period yes. like for three or four months yeah. people can think oh we'll leave the newlyweds sure they'll be busy now all loved up and yeah you will be loved up but you still want to see your pals yeah so you might need to be the proactive one mm. actually friends of ours had a really good idea they had a party a few weeks after their wedding to use up all the leftover wine yes it's a great idea yeah um, and it kind of lets people know as well that like you know we didn't just invite you to have bums on seats at our wedding yes. like we want you to be involved yeah. in our lives and our yeah. marriage and we invited you to our wedding because you're a big part of our everyday yeah. so let's you know keep that rolling and particularly with modern ceremonies a lot of couples relay that to their guests that they want everyone that's present to have a role in their marriage yeah and so we should start that on the right foot too yeah yeah so definitely don't be afraid to say to people oh I'm just feeling a bit down or detached or lost after the wedding because they'll totally totally understand yeah um and I think actually for a lot of friends and family members they won't it won't occur to them unless you spell it out for them they're not mind yeah. readers so definitely just say to them if uh if, if you're getting responses to the effect of like oh sure don't be worrying about me you go off in your newlywed buzz or whatever just be like no actually I'm kind of dying for a bit of friend time yeah that's totally fine to say it sure is now, this is another one that, I mean, could be controversial, but my feeling on this is for big, big life changes that are coming after your wedding to just take a bit of time yeah. before you make any decisions on them. Obviously, if you've been planning something since you're engaged or before you're engaged or for the last two years or whatever, that's different. But we just do see it all the time with people post-wedding who kind of think, oh, wedding planning was so creative and now I've gone back to my job and it's not creative and I just want to quit first thing Monday yeah. morning. Yeah, they get itchy feet. They get itchy feet or they just think, you know, I'm feeling a bit down so I just have to plug that hole in my life with something quickly. Uh, I think it is worth kind of waiting out the first couple of months of mm. feeling down because you could do mad things in that, yeah. in that kind of post-wedding funk. Yeah, obviously, like, we see a lot of couples who buy houses and get married in the same period, mm. which is fair enough, it's in the same phase of your life. Yeah. But it just seems really full on to me. I'm like, yeah. do one thing a year. Yeah. So, yeah, just try and space things out so you're not giving yourself undue stress or undue yeah. pressure. Obviously, this isn't an option for loads of couples. Like, we had a couple on the site I think last week or last month maybe and the bride found out like the day after the wedding that she was pregnant and you know like yeah. there's an, maybe this is um, a piece of advice for only a select few couples Yeah, but I do think there is even if you're 
currently feeling a bit down and you're like, oh, life's so boring. There is something nice to be said about having nothing on for yes. a while and yeah. enjoying that. Yeah. A lot of people said to us to just take a year and really enjoy being married and plan some nice trips mm. and not to stress too much about having a family or saving again and replenishing yeah. our savings just to like relax and just enjoy the first year of marriage. Yeah, yeah. And definitely saving is another tip I would offer as well is give yourself a break from budgets and spreadsheets and oh, I spent with abandon that. after my wedding well I wouldn't I'm go still, that far I'm Claire. still kind of doing it <laughs> three years later but I, I do understand that for a lot of couples you look at your bank accounts after the wedding and they've been completely depleted and you yeah. feel like God if I'm ever going to buy this house or buy this new car or go on a holiday again or anything Christmas even I'm going to have to start saving but I think it's worth just giving yourself even if it's a very disciplined like three months a break from saving because yeah. uh Saving for a wedding, as we all know, is a big, long slog. It takes it out of you. And yes. it's nice to have a few months where you're not being extravagant, Claire. Oh. <laughs> you're just giving yourself <laughs> the occasional little treat and maybe very occasional big treat. Yes, definitely. Yeah. We ate out a lot in that first few months. Yeah, like after we bought our house, I stopped saving for the first time in like years. Mm. And it was just really good for a bit of headspace because yeah. I had found myself getting pretty obsessed with like the day-to-day spend yeah uh, so it was really nice and then you can go back to it after you know there's no there's uh, the two or three months aren't going to make that big of a difference but they yeah. might make you feel a hell of a lot better yeah it might be wise to put a cap on it because once you get used to availing of your full salary the flush life. to go back are you saying that you're still living the flush life claire no i've reined it in, in the last <laughs> six months but it took a long time <laughs> so this is a tip to approach with caution yes. um i would also think of a social media cleanse yes obviously you should still follow at one fab day otherwise how will you see our faces exactly but for anything else like maybe unfollow all those bridesmaid or bridal brands, brands. that you've been following yeah or just mute them even if you're like yeah. i'm just feeling really down at the minute but like obviously it'll be fine for me to follow jenny packham on instagram again yes. or whatever just mute them for a while yeah might be a good idea. Um, it's nice to still follow some of your suppliers that you've become friendly with. Mm. But anyone else that just kind of inspires a bit of post-wedding blues or that makes you regret some of your choices or second guess some of your choices. Like, you know, if you see a wedding dress and you're like, oh, I really like that one. <laughs> you know, you don't want to That's really get hard as well. Is like, let's say if you were like, oh, all I wanted was a flamingo centerpiece for my wedding but it wasn't on trend when I was planning my wedding and mm. now it's everywhere and you can get them really cheap on the high street this is driving me nuts you know you can have stuff like that that make yeah. you really like give you I suppose alternate reality wedding FOMO yes <laughs> likewise if there's travel accounts and you're just back from your mm-hmm. very exotic honeymoon in the Maldives maybe skip some of the Maldives <laughs> accounts for a yeah. while yeah and if you have friends or you're following a lot of influencers who are also kind of on the wedding buzz um, and you know that that's a source of anxiety for you. It's a good idea to mute those guys as well. Yes, you can again pick them up later. And also, if you're still getting wedding ads, this is just a piece of post-wedding admin. But just report them as irrelevant to you, and then you'll stop getting them after a while. Obviously, the algorithm still thinks you're getting married. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those things that just is relentless. Mm. Like I get them all the time, obviously, because of what I work in, and. I can see how if you were feeling really like, oh, you know, my wedding's over, 
that could be a real triggering yeah. thing for you getting an ad for centerpieces every five minutes. Yes, definitely. It's worth, you know, the two seconds it takes to block exit. Them. Yeah. I think it's a really, really good idea to plan something for the first week after your wedding or the first week when you come back from honeymoon. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Now, um, I would definitely say leave a few days to just be flat out tired. Well, we arrived back at about eight in the morning on our flight from Belize, as I said, and got back and all our friends were in our flat waiting for us. Oh, that's nice, though. Yeah, with uh, bubbly and breakfast. And it was really nice. Oh, but then you did have presumably like two days where you just like slept. Really yeah. Tired. So basically their job was to keep us awake all day so that we wouldn't have the jet lag. Oh, because getting in at 6am is a pain of a yes. time for jet lag. So, yeah, they kept me awake all day and then they all headed off and I... Oh, nice. But yeah, it's worth remembering that you will probably be more tired than you think. Like this is probably the most common tips it's offered from couples to other couples is don't underestimate how tired you'll be after the wedding. Even if you haven't been on honeymoon yet, like you'll be very drained. Yeah. So don't maybe plan anything for like day one, two or three. But for that week or the following weekend or whatever, definitely get a friend brunch on the go or a cinema date with your other half or lunch with your mom or something. Yeah. Just have something nice so that it's less of a shock to the system. Particularly if you're back in work, just that you have something the following weekend. So hopefully you have found our advice helpful. Yes. Um, the main thing to say is give yourself not so much of a hard time. Feel those feelings. Feel those feelings. Uh, remember that this is a real thing that people experience. You're yeah. not alone. Yeah, we wrote common. a whole episode about it. We did. <laughs> um, and know that, you know, you'll feel you'll feel better in months to come and... Uh, soon enough a new massive event will come crashing into your life Um, a good one (laughs) a good one no no no. I hope that didn't sound like I was sending some kind of natural disaster your way Uh, but soon enough there will be a new thing to focus on but for now it's nice to just enjoy being newly married to your favourite person one fab day listener dilemmas As much as we love sharing general tips and advice on the show, we're well aware that some wedding-related issues need special attention. That's why we always take time out to discuss a problem that's been sent in by one of our listeners. And Selena, you've chosen this week's dilemma. I have. So this reader writes, I was just wondering if you had any tips or anything for a bride who's realising throughout planning that she's a little bit of a loner. I've never had good, strong friendship groups and always sat on the outskirts with one or two friends. But it's only now as I've sat down to check over the guest list that I realise that I only have three friends coming to the day, plus their partners, and six coming to the evening. For reference, our daytime total is 75 guests and evening about 130. My fiancé's friend count for the day is seven, but his evening is 32. Don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining that he's got a big guest list, but I suppose until now I never really thought I was such a loner that I don't even have 10 friends to invite to my own wedding. I find I'm relying heavily on the two people closest to me, but only because I don't have enough other friends to spread the wed stress out to. Any tips or ways to just get over it are greatly appreciated. First thing I would say to this person is stop using the word loner about yourself. You've got three really close pals. Yeah. That's all any person needs. Yeah. People who have 30 friends coming to their wedding still don't have 30 people that they're leaning on. Yeah. Right, they still only have the one or two. You can't possibly have, you know, 50 close friends, you can only ever have a few. So it sounds like you do have really good pals, but you just don't have a lot of the like 
middle people who are like good pals, not quite acquaintances, not quite close yeah. pals. And you don't have that like big college gang or whatever. Yeah. And that's totally fine. Yeah, absolutely. Like your day is going to be amazing. Uh, I wouldn't worry about it from that perspective at all. Yeah, I mean, if you've 75 people that are close enough to you to come during the day, you've obviously got great family. Mm. And so... I don't think you need to worry about friends. It's definitely not a numbers game. It's about how you feel. And if you're happy with the people that are there and if you feel well supported, then you're totally grand. Yeah. And your pals who you say you are kind of leaning on in terms of like wed stress, which by love the way, that word. love the phrase, <laughs> we'll be stealing that one. They'll be happy to do it. Do you know what I mean? You obviously just have a really nice close knit group. Mm. There's definitely no right or wrong way to have a friend group or a guest list for a wedding it's all about what works for you maybe this is a bit of a wake-up call to kind of go oh do you know what there's actually four or five people in my life who I've lost touch with and I'd love to get back in touch with them and you know the wedding is a really good excuse to do that actually yeah um so it's obviously normal to feel a bit of regret about that but definitely don't feel like you need validation with a billion friends at your wedding that's not what the wedding is about no absolutely it's not about totting up who has more friends or anything like that it's about celebrating a day with the people that mean a lot to you in your life and whether that's one person 10 people 100 people yeah definitely give yourself a break ban the word loner Mm -hmm. from your vocabulary um and know that you're gonna have a great day and also you know you have many many years ahead of you for making more friends if you've decided now oh that's important to me yeah that's fine just focus on the fact that the wedding with the friend group you have is going to be fab Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Now, I love this man, and there is no way that I'm going to give him up to some two-faced, big-haired food critic. Now for something 
that's not your wedding. One of the things we're always banging on about here at the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast is taking time out for yourself during the stressful wedding planning period. And this week's episode is no exception. So Claire, it's your turn to recommend a non-wedding related activity for listeners to try. What have you got? I have started a pottery class with my dad. Oh my God. It's really fun. Um, so yeah, we went to an, like an adult education set up yes. and um, we have it for 10 weeks and so far we've made pots and next week we're getting our first go on the wheel, pottery wheel. From the movie Ghost. <laughs> no, don't say that. I'm doing the class with my dad. Oh, sorry. I forgot about uh, that detail. <laughs> but yeah, and it's really fun and it's actually been so nice to like do something creative, use my hands. It's fun. It's probably a good thing as well to do with someone who is in your life regularly. Like you probably see your dad a lot anyways. It's not yes. like you need another thing to do with him, but it's good to have a pal for learning something new. I think it yeah. builds up the excitement. Yeah, definitely. Because I think I would have been really nervous going on my own because obviously I haven't been in a classroom environment in a very, very mm. long time. But also it's a nice thing to do with him that doesn't involve either like me just calling around and having the same chat over a cup of tea. Yeah. Or it was like spending money going out for drinks or going out for dinner it's a practical thing we're doing together and we're both learning a new skill and it's great uh good for the wedding planning period as well because sometimes you get sick to the teeth of talking about the wedding yes so it would be nice to be like yeah let's hang out every week but let's do something yes although the teacher told us that he had someone in the class last year who made these little clay roses and then she made like 60 of them for all the tables to give to all her guests which I thought was a lovely idea oh my god so you might even pick up a little skill that you can apply to your wedding exactly you will be gifted my first flower pot Selena oh I'm so excited whether you like it or not me and Claire have been talking about ceramics a lot yeah we are clearly we're all in snailing towards old age with our hobbies (laughs) (laughs) but I love this one it's a great tip thanks the one fab day wedding podcast Thank you so, so much for joining us for this episode of the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. We've had a blast and we hope you have too. We'd love to hear which wedding related issues are getting your goat and what topics you'd like us to do a deep dive on. So please do get in touch. You can email us at hello at onefabday.com or DM us on social. We're at onefabday on all the major social channels. And before we go, we want to ask you a small favour. After you finish listening to the episode, we would love if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a rating or a review or WhatsApp a link to your engaged pals. This is how we find the vast majority of our new listeners. So we really appreciate it. And we mustn't forget about onefabday.com. If you've got a wedding question that's bugging you, there's almost certainly an answer for it over there on the site. So make sure you pay us a visit. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.